welcome to another episode of Invisible Disco Productions podcast, Writer's Block Party. We're hoping to share the work of emerging artists and break down the all too often mysticized process of creating and developing art. I'm Denise Bolat. And I'm Thea Thronson. And today we have the wonderful Isabella Gomez-Duran. Isabella finds freedom in embracing human complexity through acting, dancing, and writing. She was born and raised in Barranquilla, Colombia, until she moved to New York City to pursue her BFA in acting at NYU. She was recently featured in the Colombian national newspaper El Geraldo and in the magazine La Revista Actual for her recent work as a producer and actress in Macbeth. Last week, she released her first self-produced short film, Q Friends, which she wrote and shot during complete quarantine at the beginning of the pandemic with her iPhone and tripod. Through her art, Isabella strives to create a space for pure enrichment designed to ignite reflection, change, and bravery. She is passionate about community building, sparking laughter and joy, and spreading empathy through storytelling. Isabella, hello! Hello, welcome. Hi. Welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me here. I am very, very happy. Oh, well, we're so excited to, to have here. you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thanks. And today you brought a little little piece for oh, us, something, didn't something? you? Uh, yes, it's actually uh, very in the early works, um, Amazing. but you know, it's my first time co-writing with someone else. Very cool. So it's and that someone process. is? And that someone is not Lily. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it, it, she's an amazing friend of ours and she's an incredible actress and writer and um, so we've been co-writing this piece together. And I want to share it and start hearing feedback so we can get it, get it running. Amazing. Yay. That's so exciting. So this is a scene from a film? It's going to be a short film, so I think we're going to try to read the, the whole thing. Um, and yes, it's, it's a short film, and maybe it would become a feature in the future, but right now it's just a short. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. Can we do the rolls one more time? Sorry. Of course, uh, you are Chad and Alicia and Alice, uh huh, and Alicia and uh, yeah, great. That's and I'm Mom and Chadster. Chadster. Awesome. Yeah, Chadster. Okay. That's an Anuli name, right? She came up with that name. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Well, or someone else. There's a third one. <laughs> oh, no, no, Anuli. It was Anuli. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was Anuli. Yes, Anuli. I could tell that's an Anuli name. <laughs> yes, oh, I do. Um. <laughs> So should I just start? Yeah, whenever you're yes. ready. Whenever you're ready. Okay, promise of the script. Throughout this script, Alice speaks in French when communicating with Fernanda and with her mother. Fernanda speaks Spanish when talking to Alicia and to her sister. When the two girls speak to Chad and Chadster, they speak in English. Um, so, yeah, basically the characters speak to each other in their own language, except when they're speaking to a character that only speaks English. Right. If they're speaking to a character that speaks more than one language, they speak in their native tongue. Cool. Okay. Intro day, Alice apartment. Alice, early 20s, is seen under her blanket in pajamas, munching on peanut butter filled pretzels. Some tears come down her face. She's holding her phone with the hand that's not used for eating pretzels. Alice's mom is on, talking to her on the phone. Alice, you gotta pull yourself together. You can't be having a mental breakdown every two days because you feel lonely. You want to come all the way to New York to fulfill your dreams? Now do something about it instead of whining all the time. Mom, you don't understand. I just can't relate to anyone here. It's terrifying. Like, I don't have any real friends. Alice, come on. I know you have some friends. I'm sorry, honey. This is just bad timing. I have to run and take care of Grandma. Bye, my love. Alice's mom hangs up. Exterior day park. Fernanda, early 20s, Colombian, is walking with some hot tea to sit on a bench in the park. A group of girls pass by laughing. She looks at them longingly. She sits in the bench and opens her notebook, and a photo of her and her mom falls out. She touches it and sighs deeply. We see her get her phone out and text her mom. How's your day going, mommy? I'm enjoying some time on the park. She gets emotional, but swallows it in. She stands up to throw away some trash she had in her bag, and, she, and as she's walking back to the bench, looking up at the tree, she bumps into a stranger and spills tea everywhere. Fuck off. 
I'm so sorry. Cut to exterior day New York City street. Alice walks down the street in her pajamas and a warm coat towards Milk Bar or another place, not Milk Bar, <laughs> softly singing a sad song. Fernanda, pissed off, walks towards the same Milk Bar. The editing will show Alice and Fernanda's trajectory at the same time on the screen. Uh, interior day inside cafe. Alice ordering, Fernanda still in line. Can I have one vanilla ocean, three peanut butter kisses? Sure, I'll take care of it. Sorry, that's not all. I'd also like six caramel cookies. You having a girl's night? No, actually, just for me. Cut to. We see both Alice and Fernanda's plate obnoxiously filled with desserts. Cut to. Fernanda and Alice are almost done with their food. Fernanda is licking her utensils and flopping the napkin over her mouth to get all the crumbs. Alice is smelling her last bite when she sees someone in the table next to her stand up and leave half a brownie on their plate. She starts reaching to get it. While Fernanda is shaking the napkin, she catches Alice in the act, who at the moment acquires the brownie successfully. When she does, she looks at Fernanda, who still has the napkin over her mouth. They both laugh. Cut to exterior day park. Fernanda's mood is improved by her treat. She lays in the grass and pulls out a binder that says, O1 Artist Visa, Individuals with Extraordinary Ability. Alice walks into the park and sees Fernanda. Fernanda takes out a bottle of kombucha to drink, but she accidentally starts choking and kombucha goes all over her binder full of paper. Fernanda looks very distraught. Hey, hey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. It's just that this binder is four months worth of work. Oh, it's for the artist visa? Oh my god. Don't worry. I have access to a free printer. I'm applying too. It's insane. I'll help you reprint later. Really, don't worry about it. Oh, thank you so, so much. That's so kind of you. Oh, you were just at Milk Bar, right? Yeah, I feel kind of cringe that you saw me eat someone else's brownie. Oh, you're good. I mean, you saw me flopping napkin crumbs into my mouth. I really don't understand people who buy such deliciousness, such good desserts, to then leave them half-eaten eaten for them to be sadly thrown on the trash when I would gladly gobble it for them. I feel the same way. What's your name? I feel like I've seen you around. Do you go to school here? Yes, I'm Fernanda. I majored in photography with a minor in chemistry and graduated last semester. And you? Wow, that's really cool. I'm Alice. I graduated last semester too, but from acting. Oh, that's amazing. I actually have some work to do as well. Do you mind if I join? I have some chips and sour patch to make up for your lost kombucha. Oh, yes, of course. I love sour patch. We see the girls studying, eating, and bonding. Eventually, Fernanda and Alice stand up. Hey, can we exchange phone numbers? I was kind of having a weird day ranting to my mom how I never vibe with anyone here, which is funny because I just had so much fun with you. Of course, of course. I feel you. I mean, people here think I'm the quiet Colombian, but back home, people were always telling me to lower my voice. It's just hard interacting in a different culture, you know? Anyways, I'd love to hang out. They exchange numbers. Actually, before you leave, I want to show you this really cool dessert place. Fernanda Googles the dessert place. Two guys approach the girls. Hey, you girls Googling cool bars in the area? We know some cool places we can show you. No, we just want chocolate, that's all. Yeah, we might know a good place. What are your names? I'm Fernanda, and she is Alice. Amber. Oh, yeah, Amber, <laughs> Amber. It's just that I, I call her Alice, and people call her Amber. I forget that sometimes. Nice to meet you, too. I'm Chad. I'm Chadster. Where are you from? I'm from France. And you, too? I'm from... Oh, voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Don't know what it means, but that's the only thing I know in French. <laughs> I'm from America. Oh, me too. Really? What state? Oh, no, not, not a state. From the country, Colombia. Chad and Chadster nod and stare a bit. In South America, which is also America. Anyhow, I have a bunch of work. I should head home. Oh, but it's happy hour time. Do you want to join us for some drinks? Um, I think... This place has spiked milkshakes. 
Yes. Sounds great. Just for a little bit, though. Why did you... Whispering to Alice. Why did you say your name was Amber? I don't want a stranger to know my real name. <laughs> Cut to interior bar. Fernanda and Alice are having their spiked milkshakes. The guys each have a beer. I mean, the first day I got to the work site, which is at the basement of a synagogue, I almost killed an old lady by accident, and it was my first day. At least yours was paid. My internship boss wanted me to personally deliver his ex-girlfriend's belongings. Are these your survival jobs? Uh-huh. I don't know. After meeting with the lawyer, I don't know if it's even worth applying, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I imagine with photography, it's similar to acting. And it ends up being so much money just to apply, which doesn't even guarantee you'll get the visa. My cousin got one of those immigrant visas from working at a bank. I'm sure it's similar. Can you just have a sponsor? No. That's a different visa. Alice and Fernanda are drunk and dancing. The guys get their coats and leave. I loved One Direction 2. OMG, we should request a song. Here? Yes, why not? To the bartender. Mr. Cut to montage of Fernanda and Alice doing activities together. Movie night, playing board game, baking, working on the artist visa portfolio. Four different panels on the same screen. Then it says two months after. Fernanda putting a picture of Alice and her on, the, on her wall. Talking to her mom on the phone, Alice. Yes, so much better. I'm actually hanging out at Fernanda's in a bit. We're going to finish our visa applications. Great, I forgot the deadline was tomorrow. Say hi to Fernanda for me. Will do. Bye, Mom. Cut to Fernanda's apartment. Fernanda and Alice are working on the visa portfolio. It's a stressful night, but they're trying to brighten the mood. They are both wearing Harry Potter costumes. Yeah, no, that apartment looks amazing. We should go tour it just in case. Yes! I also saw another cute one in Brooklyn that I think you'll like. Let me just go in the kitchen and heat up some pasta. Go for it. Follow Alice into the kitchen as we hear a paper rip coming from where Fernanda is. Cut to Fernanda is freaking out crying. Alice consoles her. Fern, we'll reprint those two pages. It's okay. We're almost done. This stupid thing. Is it even worth it? Every three years, we have to go through the same fucking process again. Oh, my God. Alice hugs Fernanda. We can't think like that. You know that. I don't want to imagine us not being in the same city. Fern, me too. I love you so much. I haven't had a breakdown since we've become friends. Can we ditch Sarah's costume party? We can do our own Harry Potter... We can do our own Harry Potter marathon and eat milk bar instead. That sounds way more fun. Let's keep the costumes, though. Cut to four months later shows on screen. The day before receiving the answer, Alice and Fernanda are eating while talking to each other on the phone. They're in their respective apartments. Oh, I'm so nervous. There's nothing left in my fridge. But, uh, okay. Okay, it's gonna be okay. In 12 hours, we'll celebrate our approval with delicious bagels. Exactly. That's how it has to be. That's how it will be. Oh, I don't know how I'm gonna sleep. Okay, Fern, we got this. Good luck sleeping. I'm gonna brush my teeth before I decide to ask my neighbor for chocolate. Ah, oh, I should do the same. I finished all my cheese and powdered milk. Night. Cut to interior day. Alice and Fernanda each in their rooms. We see this simultaneously. 6 a.m. They open their eyes with no alarm run to their computers to refresh their emails, see the subject, USCIS, 01 visa request. We simultaneously see their reaction, two camera shots on the same screen. They both are shocked, but we can't tell if they are happy or sad. It's just utter shock. It is up to the audience to decide what this means. Then we see a shot of their lower face. We can't see their eyes. They're calling each other blackout. The end. Damn. Wow. I say they both got it. Yep. They did. Because I need to send optimistic energy out to the universe. (laughs) That's why. Yeah, we gotta do that. We gotta do Uh, that. Originally, one was gonna get it and the other one doesn't. But we decided to, like, just have the audience decide. Yes. Interesting. It's much better that way. (laughs) 
I mean, I <laughs> loved that. It's either both of them get it or let the audience decide. <laughs> <laughs> That was so weird to read out loud to other people. Not, like, in a bad way. It's just, like, oh, my God. I don't know. It's weird because, like, you're just working on it, you know? Yeah. Like, Is this the first time you've heard it out loud? Like, I've read it with her, but it's different because we're writing it. But I this is the first time I, heard, I hear it out loud. And, like, I'm already thinking, like, oh, my God. This needs mm. to go. This needs and to, you know. At the moment, it's called Individuals with Extraordinary Ability. Yeah, it's that or, like, Alien Friends. Or something like no, that. I like individuals with extraordinary ability because yeah. that's what that's a one visa. That's what it means. Yeah, right? yeah, that's the artist visa, baby. If you're not extraordinary, if you're not extraordinary talented, then like you're not getting it. Um, that's so exactly. wild. I didn't know that that was what it. That was like literally the. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, we Invisible got a Disco punch Productions in. teaching something new every day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's like crazy though to have that like hanging over you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that name it's like you're proving something that you don't even know if you are like you just graduated and right. they want you to be this thing and like can i have a moment that's... to be insecure please <laughs> i know damn so hard yeah yeah um well thank you so much for reading that with us yeah um, and sharing it with us i'm scared now no, but it's going out to scared. the world don't be scared it was gorgeous. he's like calls us tomorrow be like we're pulling the episode. It's not going to work. <laughs> Let's I re-record. Reading, I was like, oh my god. I should have brought Cooper. I don't know. It's just so weird no. because I'm used to presenting things that I'm like, this is good. Like, I know this is good. But when you're working on something, like, you don't even know if it's good yet. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just hard. Yeah. It's like a working But you're job. lucky because we never, like, care if it's good or bad because, you know... We're very judgment-free. But then also, like, you didn't know Q Friends was good until you shared. I know, right. that's true. You know? That is the catch-22 so <laughs> presenting work. It's like, yeah. you won't yeah. know until, like, the split second that it's happening, and then it's too late. <laughs> right, yeah. But that's also, like, the point of the podcast, I feel like, or one of okay, the points, yeah. is, is to be like, yeah. hey, like, I don't know, they're... they're from from a 12 pages of, of script or 10 pages of script, like, there's inevitably going to be moments where you're like, that was exactly right. And there's going to be moments where you're like, that should change. But, like, that's the whole, that's the whole thing, baby. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. a process. And, you know, this is very, and, very good. Yeah. And if you two both want to, like, email me, like, notes. After, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, things that you were like, Isa, like, we were bored here. Like, you can be super blonde. Like, we got tired here. You could say more here. Like, I'm not oh going to get God. offended. bored out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I never feel myself do. bored, for sure. Okay, okay, but still. I, I will, yeah, you. I'll definitely, we, we got you. Thank you. Because also, I think something to keep in mind is that, like, in the beginning you gave us, like, so, like, to each other, they're talking in, like, in other respective language, even their though, respective language, yeah, yeah, it's like if as if you would speak to me in Turkish and I would reply in Spanish, even mm-hmm. though we don't speak each other's language. I mean, you yes. understand Spanish way more than well, I. Well, no, I mean honestly, I haven't been on Duolingo in so long. But it's you're like better at disastrous. it. I do nothing. <laughs> Um, um, yes, but, yeah. but then when we're talking to Thea, we're talking in English. Right. Exactly, See? that's how it would work. Like I feel like the presentation, specifically in relation to the language is such a beautiful like um idea and i always always i don't know why because i literally only speak english like i speak a very little bit of spanish a very little Mm -hmm. bit and i always am like obsessed with language and like i don't know if um do you know isa uskategui yes did you see her Indie. Yes, I. It was amazing. It was amazing, and I was like, I want to do something like that so, so badly, but I speak no languages, so how will I make it work? But like reading scripts like this, I'm always so inspired because it's like, Aww. oh my god, like people are so freaking smart, and 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 you know, yeah. it's just so cool. I want to know where that idea kind of drives from, because to me, it kind of feels like. Um, like an extreme play on like how when you are bilingual you kind of like speak everything at the same time in a bit like there's so much going on in your brain you're not really like 
translating or anything, but, like, I feel like sometimes <gasps> I'd form a sentence and then, like, words will be flying around, you know? Like, yes. I don't know what language that was, but hope you get it. And it's not um, like we're translating everything we're saying before we say it. Unless no. we're looking for a word, but people think that. But, um... <laughs> No, like, it's like, yes, and also because, like, I don't know, I felt that it was a weird thing, but when I was with other people whose first language wasn't English, or not even that, that that's probably, but with people who weren't born and raised in the United States, I felt this, like, faster type of weird connection with them because we were both others. Mm. We knew what it felt like to be an alien. We knew what it felt like to be a little outside, and even if their culture, because the French culture is probably more different than the U.S. culture, but I, like, I felt super connected more to her than, like, the first people I met on Welcome Week, you know what I mean? Totally. At the same amount of time. So it was, like, how are, how those relationships are beyond language and this idea of being an other connects you more strongly. So... That's why we decided we're like we're just gonna speak because our thing goes beyond, our, like we would we connect beyond our differences. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. That was like a decision that the two of you made. Like it was an active decision on that. Yeah. First, it was just like oh, we'll like br- sometimes we'll bring a word in Spanish when we talk to our family. But then it, but then we were like no, like let's just be. Like, this is very experimental. Let's just be weird and, That's like, so conceptual. Cool. So, yeah. That's amazing. It really oh is. Because it's also, like, I, um, even just from, from reading this and from um, hearing you guys talk about it in this brief moment, the, like, filling out an artist visa, I feel like would be such a, a pressure cooker of a situation to bond over. Because, um, mm, like, yeah. that, as, as an American-born person, like, it's just something that I don't have to deal with. Um, Yeah. And, like, that's... I I cannot imagine having to deal with it, especially while still in school. So I feel like that, too, as a a container for the friendship is, like, really genius. Yeah. No, and it's nice that you say that because I feel like many times we feel like nobody on like some people don't really care like if they don't have to deal with it they don't care or like the same with the language like i say a word bad like i mess up a word in english and people are like (laughs) how stupid is she literally but dennis has said this to me so many times like i speak another freaking language like try to mess up in turkey literally literally like what can you do yeah yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah. we, like, hype each other up, but then, like, we just overthink everything. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've had, like, a few guests um, where we've talked about internationalism, including, like, a visa or just, like, being international, being bilingual, being, like, trilingual, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, like, do you find that informing um, your work, whether it's through writing or acting or whatever, like, how you... For sure. I mean, from the moment, like the simplest thing, which is even just thinking that I have an accent, when the character has to not have one, that already closes sometimes doors or makes it even just like you, the people see you through a different lens because you have an accent, unfortunately. And sometimes it's a positive lens, but sometimes it's a negative lens. So, like, grappling with that reality. And then when I'm writing, like, I probably think certain things are funny, but because they would be funny in Spanish, it doesn't mean they're funny in English. So, like, that, and then, like, you know, I always bring my experience, because it was really hard. Like, the culture shock was impressive for me. So, yes. (laughs) That's so funny. Also, Milk Bar. I love that you're using Milk Bar, because I feel like I've only been to Milk Bar maybe, like, three times and all like during welcome week <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> it's just like a welcome week thing no. it's such a touristy little like it's do lovely. you live close to a milk bar i feel like isa lives close to a milk bar that's we why. both live close to a milk bar and we're obsessed with it so that's See, why if you do live close to a milk bar i used to live close to insomnia cookies that's why oh, that's a very welcome weekend and why you think that's a very that getting insomnia thing. cookies for sure I, know. I really miss it i loved that that device um it's like i don't know there's something um so satisfying to me about like specifically on film watching someone eat grotesquely 
Like, <laughs> I just find that so compelling. I don't know why, um, but, like, it just feels like, like, when I'm watching someone eat as if they're not being filmed, you know what I mean? That's, like, to me, I'm like, oh, my God, a, a human being. Like, I don't know why, but, like, that's, like, the most humanizing thing to me on film. Yeah. And I loved how much of it was used. And I don't know if that's the angle you're going to go for when you film this, but... Oh, yeah. Well, that's how I eat. That's how I do. And that's... And I, like, the stealing of a brownie, you don't understand how many times in my life I've wanted to do that. And I don't because my sister says that it's gross. Like, does that she's told me that. Like, she's not like, you're gross. But that's like, Pisa. Right. And when she says it all with her eyes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I can't do that because my sister Andrea would be disappointed. But um, I actually, who cares? I'm going to do it one day. But, you know, I've been perfect time. Sorry, this is a sidetrack. But I was, have you guys ever been to Max Brenner Chocolate Bar? Of course. Yes. <laughs> These people. Ordered. I wish people could see Isa. Like, I wish people could see her reactions right now. Become a These patron people... to watch this episode, guys. Honestly. These people ordered a full waffle with marshmallows and ice cream and things. They left half, half, half of it next to me and left. Left the table. Didn't even ask to pack it. And I was like, it's clean. Why? And I didn't order the waffles because I was ordering a s'mores explosion. So I was like, I, you know. So, and I was like about to do it. And they didn't do it because I thought the waiter would be like, hey, that's not your food. But I should have. They, nope, they are, that's going to go to the trash. Right. You know? I wonder if it's a cultural thing, like leaving food behind. Like in Turkey, we can't leave food behind. I feel like because mm. there's so many idioms on bad things happening to people who leave their food behind. Yeah. So like... Yeah. Like, I couldn't care less about idioms, but, like, watch me eat everything because I'm so scared that something bad's going to happen to me if I leave my food behind. <laughs> what a manipulative thing, honestly. It is a very cultural <laughs> but thing. But I wonder if there... Yeah, that's why I don't leave food behind everybody. It's just the language. It's the idioms. Well, it's interesting you say that because there's a lot of... Um, uh, when I lived in Iowa, there was a lot of, like... Um, like, all-you-can-eat buffet-style places, and people just, mm. like, not to say that this is how it is, not to generalize, the Midwest is a place, but <laughs> people, like, eat, because they're like, I gotta get my money's worth, because money's tight. But in New right. York, it's different, not for everybody, but there's, like, the elite class is, like, a little bit more elite, and I feel like right. some of these places, like Max Brenner, like, it's, like, if you don't get your money's worth at Max Brenner, like... It's not gonna right. break the bank. I see what you mean. That that makes sense. That's actually yeah. But it is interesting because it's like to steal, to take food off of someone's discarded plate. Um, I know that sounds a, terrible. Is a uh, you got to be at a at a low place. I feel like so that's a a. a really and, and like, is I that guess like if either? they're sick, like ew, like that, like if you think right. about it, like it can be a little ew, <laughs> but like. Okay, maybe not right now. Like, just, like, wait for the pandemic to be yeah, over. Yeah, definitely wait for the pandemic to be over. <laughs> On is this bucket list. Right. Things to do after COVID-19. Can you both come and do it with me? <laughs> no, but I'll film you do it, and then you can put it in the movie. Well, I'm going to eat the side that is not touched by them. Yep. Or have yeah. you ever seen someone walk with popcorn and have to swallow the urge to be like, can I have one, please? <laughs> Oh yeah, popcorn is like it'll like do something to your taste buds. Except for Blair, Blair doesn't like popcorn. Sorry, but that like shocks Blair, me. Everybody, you know that's Blair Sherman, y'all. Go to two I episodes can't that earlier. Didn't come up in her episode, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. I can't believe all we did was like talk about her song. Aww. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean that's a Blair Sherman thing. She can grapple with that on her own. <laughs> Um, I love you. So, Blair, be on the watch out. Like, if you ever dare to try popcorn, Isa's out to get you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, I was going to ask more in the arts, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, does, like, food play a... Like, a, like Thea was saying, there's something, like, very aesthetically pleasing to her watching someone eat. Is Like, do you feel that way sometimes? Or, like, do you feel... Because you were alone, like, for a huge part of the pandemic... And, you know, food being your companion, I feel like we've talked about this before, Isa yeah. Gomez was also a part of um, 
Italia Theater's This Is Me Eating series. Um, and in that, you talked a lot about, like, food being your companion and, like, finding comfort in that. Is that, like, something that came through in this? Was that, like, an intentional thing? I think... Yeah, like that idea that it's like when we when when I have a bad day, like that's something that can brighten my mood or like if I have a terrible task to do, but I have like a bag of something yummy next to me, I'll I'll be more excited to do it. So, artist visa is stressful. We were both starting with a bad day and feeling lonely. So like, yeah, that came across as like food helping us feel less lonely and like brightening, brightening, bright, brightening our day. God, where's she from? Can't even say the word brightening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my God. (laughs) This foreigner on my podcast. Not on Um, my podcast. Who said it? I love, I love the line where where he's like, I'm from America. And Fernando's yeah. like, me too. The greater Americas, you know. He's like, I just... Blink, blink. I know. That's something that... Like, I have no issue, like, people being like, I'm from America. Like, it's just easy to say. But, like, sometimes it's like, America's the best country. I'm like, America's a whole continent. It's like, like, the word you're looking for is the United States. That's the word you're looking for. Well, I mean, like, as to international artists... Did you set out to write a piece about this, or did it just ended up being this? Uh, and then how is co-writing? Can you just, like, go on a rant about all of that? Yes, of course. So in terms of, like, we tried writing things over the pandemic, like, as soon as we graduated. But it Together? was more about, like, me and Anuli, yes. Mm-hmm. But it was more, like, improv. Like, we would just hop on a Zoom and improv a situation. Like, we would talk about a situation that, that we thought was cool, but it was about many different topics. And then we disconnected. We both like ended up doing a bunch of things with our lives. And then we were like, hey, what happened to writing together? So we got back together. And then I was like, okay, what do we actually want to talk about? And I had an idea about a film about friendship that then led to, to her and me talking about our friendship that then led to like talking about it, what, what what we had in common and that led to talking about being international and how we didn't even know we had accents when we moved here um how weird it was to raise our hands in class because we were scared we were gonna say something stupid um like you know all these things and i think then we were like the film has to be about two friends finding each other uh, finding a connection because they're both othered and they're both uh, from an outside perspective, you know? Um, so kind of that on that. And then co-writing. So it's, it, it is hard. Like, we've been just... I don't know if Nanuli has done it before, but we've... Like, she's been great at being like, this is what we're doing next. Because Some, sometimes I'm like, I don't really know how. But after talking about the idea forever... It was just like, okay, you're writing a draft, I'm writing a draft, we'll come together and see the drafts. So each of us wrote our own complete different drafts, and then we came together, and then we read them, and then we were like, we like this, we don't like this, we like this, we don't like this, and blend. And then it was like, oh, I didn't have an ending. And it was like, oh, I have an ending. Oh, but you have a different beginning. Oh, let's use your beginning, but my ending. And that's how it started. And then we would do the same. Then we, then we would do like second draft. Both do two drafts, blend together until then. It was like, okay, we're doing way too, like that's going to be too long. So then it was just like, I work a little bit. She works over what I work. She works. I work over what I, she works. And then that's it. And now I guess we're on a stage where we want to show it to other people and hear how people who are not uh, international understand it, or people who are international, how do they understand it? So that's what we're going to move on to. And then actually writing it in Spanish and French, because right now we have it in English, which is going to be so weird because today we were talking about when we're acting, I don't know any French. So like, you know, when you're acting and, and your partner says something that sparks a facial reaction in the middle of their line, I won't, you know, I have to, mem- have to, I have to exactly know it line. because every line, in or not in a language that I don't know because then I won't react and the audience will be like, why did she not react to that joke? Right. You know? 
And I also have to learn the ends of her lines because right. if not, I'll be waiting for my line. So it's acting this thing is going to be a whole different picture. Um, but yeah, so that's how co-writing has worked. <clears throat> I'm so excited to see you two act this because, but I think, you know, like you'd still be able to, I mean, not only did you first write it in English, so you'll have some context to like what mm-hmm, is going on mm-hmm. the same, but I feel like also like a lot of, especially for film, a lot of it is just like micro gestures and like micro mimics so you know like I feel like when you're acting even in English you don't really pay attention to like what someone's saying it's really that I see in your work that like you just react to what the fuck they're doing ah that's true like I could react I I react to also their facial expressions yeah that's very true but I mean like also like if she says a joke like how do I know the joke and that you know what I mean well I guess you'll know by the facial expression also but in both things um I think it's just gonna be odd but it's true um facial thing like you can read a person's body and stuff like that for sure yeah, it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be like a little <laughs> workout session. Literally, you should make a documentary of the filming of this thing, because just oh you god. talking about it just now just sparked so many thoughts in my mind. I was like, oh my god, what about this and this and this and this? Oh, that's so cool. I'm so Wait, sorry. Yes, yes, it has to be a documentary as well. Because I love that type of content personally, but also because do like, it for Thea, everybody. Do it for me. So it for no one else. All for Thea. New <laughs> documentary. Um, so you did write it first in English? Yeah, that's the first draft. We haven't gotcha. even started. I, like, I forgot. Like, not that I forgot, but, like, today we were like, oh, that has to happen. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta do that, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. Um, but it's fun because also having a partner keeps you accountable because I'm the type of writer that sometimes if I don't have a deadline or, like, mm. a class... I find it hard to write even though I enjoy it and I don't think I'm terrible at it. So, like, you know, like, it's just, it's just, like, if we're, like, okay, next week we need a draft, I do it. But it's so hard for me to just sit and write for the pleasure of having scripts. Like, unless I'm, like, oh, this is going to ruin a festival, I'm going to produce it, I don't do it, and that's not how you should work because then you don't get better at it. And, you know, Mm. I don't know, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. It's also, it's, um, I feel like that's kind of a recurring theme on when people, when we ask what people do when they have writer's block. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it either falls into, like, the push-through category or the, like, just wait-it-out category, but it's interesting that you Mm -hmm. say, like, if if you don't, if you don't practice your craft, you can't get better at it, because that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, writing with a partner... I've never heard of a writing pair who writes two different drafts and then meshes them together, and that is, like, so thrilling to me that that worked. Um, can you just... Yeah. I don't know. Because Thea also writes um, often with her dad, and what what they were talking that. about in her dad's episode is that, like, um, they were saying they never do, like, 50-50, rather, like, someone takes more charge over it yeah um, and it's like a byline so and a co-byline yeah. as opposed to like two people on the byline yeah. just because that's easier like for us 50/50. but there's also a different power dynamic in our relationship you know what i mean than than like two friends right that makes sense yeah um well at the beginning like um i remember like it was gonna be kind of like that, but I, we were like, no, but like we really want both of us to do this. And there was a point where like maybe one portion was written more by a person than the other sure. when like some one person didn't have enough time a certain week or something. But um, I think that wait, but you sorry, your question was that like how did that work or how it came to work? Oh, we talked about it. Okay, answering the question now. Also, plus whatever I had said before. Um, we we talked about the film so much in terms of, like, we broke it down. Into, also, I imagine it's way harder if you're writing a feature, but this is a short. So we sure. talked about everything we wanted to talk about. 
not the lines, but just every important things we wanted the film to have. And then we did a breakdown of scenes. So it was like, oh, they'll meet at Milk Bar. Also, some of these things happened to us. Sure. So so we were just like, oh, we'll recreate what happened to us on this day. Um, second this. Oh, <laughs> then they can go to a bar. Then they And then, so what was actually, the drafts were not that different because... We had you had like about, a storyboard already. You have a storyboard, general gotcha. storyboard, and then we didn't have like half of it. But like each person took it in different ways. She had a different beginning than I. Then I have a different middle that she didn't have, and so we ended up taking her beginning, taking my middle, like you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's yeah, like Gabe, you know, Gabe always says it's not that hard to find stories. Just like write about things that happen to you, and it'll turn into a story. Yeah. I know, exactly. Nice to remember that. Sometimes we think our life is boring, but like, even as you say, stupid thing, like a little subway thing that happens to you can, if you write it, suddenly it will become this huge thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know. You don't know. But it's true that you write like what you know, because if other people try to write what you know and they haven't experienced it, then... We yeah, end up with this like, really weird situation where it's like, wow, my representation is bad. <laughs> it's weird. Yes. No, and it'll be easier to act, too. Yeah. Like, um, the guy thing, like, we met two guys that approached us, and I said Nanuli's name, and she said another name, and I had to be like, <laughs> Why did yeah, she? Nanuli, but we called Natalie. her... Natalie. <laughs> Natalie. Like, that actually happened, but then we never went to a bar with them, so sure. that little event that lasted four minutes we made it into like a whole like scene scene in the film yeah so that's what i mean you can take one little thing that happens to you and then just extrapolate totally Mm -hmm. exactly did you ever shy away from like editing each other's work like or like you know when you're combining it Mm. and when you were working on on your own after you combined it did you ever had a moment where you were like oh that line has to go but i wasn't the one writing it um, I think we were always very much like, oh, I took a line that you had, but we can bring it back. But this is why I thought we should take it away. So we did, ve- like, yes, I felt at least, in from, I can talk from my perspective, I was always, like, cautious and didn't want to move too much. But if I thought that something was a little weird, I would, like, put it in bold and then bring it up in the meeting and then say, this is why I think this should be different. Um, or tweak it a bit, but like let her know I tweak it. Mm. Um, but it is different. Like I, it mm. is that's challenging because you have a person's feelings, you have a person's opinion, their story. So that that is definitely like a challenge for but sure. But I think in a way it's like good as well, like because we tend to get so precious over our work. But it's nice to have someone being like this specific part can go like it literally doesn't do us any good anymore right yeah because i feel like everyone knows that everyone knows that something has to go but it's so hard for us to choose it for ourselves right yeah or on the flip side sometimes it's easy like for me for me when i'm writing to be like this whole section has to go but if i have to like defend it to somebody else then it could potentially be like, oh, no, this is why I wrote it in the first place. Yeah, no, it's useful because then you're like, oh, but like this. And then the other person, like we usually are like, okay, yeah, we can keep it. Or we or we talk about it a, mo- a little much, which I think is why whenever you write with anyone, it has to be someone that you already know they admire you and your work. Right. And, they, and, they, and that they care about you as a person because then you know that the criticism is not... It, like it's coming from a place of wanting the work to be better and also from their subjective experience like it doesn't mean that they're 100% right but they're sharing what they thought and you trust that because you care about them as well absolutely and mm-hmm. it comes from like as opposed to a place of not respecting the opinion a place of like you said wanting to make the work all it can be yeah mm. but also like I was curious because um, you like you two are going to act in it and then who would direct it? Like, would you ideally find someone who would speak, like, both languages or, like, <gasps> none of the languages? Dennis! You just brought something I never thought about! Yeah. Okay. It's okay. We, had, we need to put out, like, a crew call for someone who speaks, like, six that's different that's languages. That's so possible. <laughs> yeah, had a break <laughs> If you listen the to this podcast... script will no longer be produced now. <laughs> well, I mean, it can technically be someone who, like, speaks... Like, it can be anyone, because... We'll have the script in English as well, right? So, like... Yes, yes, 
and a director never really directs like okay i feel like actor actors tend to think like directors will like tell you how to act because i feel like acting teachers will like get away with calling themselves directors and like give you line readings which is like a bunch of bs in my opinion no one will tell you like how to act on the set but like because yeah, directors they really like, are specifically cautioned against that because it's a sign yeah. of disrespect they're fucking busy yeah. also like kind of like telling you know like imagining the whole their as shit, opposed you know to what the I mean? part imagine now but yeah. i would want now that you bring that up and this is gonna this point it has to be a documentary now no i'm joking but, oh um, yes it does that's decided i, <laughs> I would want someone who speaks spanish on set because not to like tell me how to act but to be like isa i think this point isn't hitting like i think you should give a bit here because maybe i don't realize it because i wrote it i'm acting in it like you know, I need an outside voice um, to like so that it's not only me, me. But maybe I mean, maybe you can have like co-directors, one speaking like French, like, and speak. one speaks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. the, the director definitely has not definitely, but I think it should be someone who isn't from the U.S. Oh, yeah. Um, so that they know what they're like, they know the experience we're trying to represent. Um, and there are but, like I know yeah. a couple of people who speak both French and Spanish. So, like, that's definitely oh, really? a possibility. Oh, okay. So then, great. I might reach out to okay. Thea. Isabel we need names, Thea, after this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I only need names. Um, that's so fun that you've never thought about that. But also, like, me out here, like, this script isn't even completed yet. And I'm thinking about, like, our documentary. No, but that's important. Yeah. Thea and my producer self were like, the documentary, uh, the director, <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> Watch Thea, like, show up on set with, like, her B-roll and, like, film everything that's being filmed. I love that content. Maybe it's just me. But, like, this no, project I feels mean... like prime real estate for that type of shit. Now I want to do it. Wow. Well, here, we're going into a producer's head on this episode. Not a writer. I think goodbye. we're on to something. I think we're on to something. Oh, yeah. How do you usually go about writing when you're on your own? Like, how would you con- contrast this with, like, Q Friends, for example? So this is the problem. Like... <laughs> <laughs> this is also a problem. No, I mean, Q Friends was born... Q Friends is the past short film that I did um, that uh, the amazing Dennis helped me shoot through Zoom while she was in mm-hmm. Turkey. Yes. And, like, Doing the work. it was... It was a teamwork. It was a hell of a teamwork. She was so patient. She was improvising with me. It was amazing. But it was so fun. Um, the, the point is, like, that was born out of improvisation on a lonely Friday night when I was didn't want to cry because of the pandemic. So I was like, instead of crying, I'm going to open photo booth and pretend I'm different people. So I forget <laughs> I am Isabella. Sorry, that was so weird, but that's true. And um, these characters came to life. And then I transcribed it. And then once I trans like once I have an idea, it's easy for me to run with it, and I'm inspired to write. But also we had a class, so I knew this was gonna be for something. So like not when I was improvising, I didn't know, but when I was transcribing it, I knew it was for the class. So I kept writing because I was inspired because I knew I was gonna share it. But it's as I was saying, it's really hard for me to unless I know it's gonna be produced. I'm like. This is super bad. Writers, please don't take this this advice. Actually, help me solve this. <laughs> because my issue is that I'm like, why write it if no one's going to ever read it? You mm. know what I mean? And that's a very bad way to think. But what I do write not, like without thinking about that is poetry. And that's how my love for writing started. It wasn't actually with screenwriting. It was with poetry. And that I do just out of emotion. Like, I just need to get something out out of me and it happens at the randomest times in the subway when I wake up in the morning when I need to go to bed when I'm having a terrible day or a beautiful day so that's how it happened that's my pro like my process is just like a born side of emotion in terms of a story sometimes I write funny things that happen to me I'm like this could be in a script and I have like a list I it's very disorganized but yes notes so the process of Q friends fully improvised until I transcribed, and this process is been te- this one for this new script has been teaching me a lot because it makes me sit down and write and think how do humans talk? 
this is how you do it, you know? So I'm still learning. I'm a writer in process, of course. For sure. So, you know, in the future, maybe I'll come with a feature and I'll be like, guys, this is what I do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But especially Q Friends, it was like so different in concept because she yeah. was literally like writing as we were improving. Like I'm not even, I'm not even in the movie because we were just like improving and because Isa like wrote multiple characters and acted as multiple characters. So it was just like reading the other person's line after she went and edited in like herself in. But she was like, let's improv. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> I'm still me. Like, I'm still me. I'm still Dennis. <laughs> but she's like all these different characters. And like, the, I would just improv. And then she would like write it in. And then it yeah. like turned into this film. And the other day when I was watching, I'm like, oh my God. I can't believe like we made that up and then like she <laughs> <Sachana>. had it. <laughs> the turtle's name. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. She, yes. Yeah, this is the I just we don't have to include this in the podcast. But like the scene ended with a character being like, I have two turtles and I feed them lettuce and she likes it. And they like it, they do, or whatever. And then Dennis goes like, What are their names? And I'm like Sachana and <laughs> Chloe because no it was only one turtle and I was like Sachana in the day and Chloe in the night because I think she turns to another persona in the night like that just happened that was never written nothing and it, like if Dennis had never asked me like what's her name like that wouldn't have happened right you know? and me out here thinking I'm asking like a simple question right. like she's gonna like be like Olive uh, and we're gonna move on you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun time. That's but, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was really impressed when you were, like, writing and improving at the same time. Or, like, improving upon, like, writing upon what we've been improving. And it's, I think, I guess, like, yeah. that's the, that's, like, the non-typical way of writing. As opposed to, like, even co-writing is, like, very normalized right now compared to, like, right. your other style. Well, oh, no. <laughs> well, I think that... The thing with writing, when when I know the character so well, like, I knew these people, like, because I created them. I built, it's, it's four eccentric women, like, very odd women. So I knew exactly, like, oh, this one moves super slow. Oh, this one is, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So, like, it's, it's easy to write when you know the person who is speaking. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I guess in this case this script also I knew this character is inspired in me so I know exactly what to say because I know how I feel right so like you know it's I think it's when you're writing it's very important to have a clear character at least in my experience because you're you kind of get into their head as an actress so you kind of are like oh these are their inner thoughts mm-hmm. oh what's gonna come out what's the subtext what are they actually saying because you know them so much right mm-hmm. And I think that brings up an interesting point, just as someone who also acts, it's like, we were taught in, in some, some acting to, like, figure out where a character's center is, and, like, mm, the, their pace. Yeah, that's very important, yeah. And just when writing, it can be really helpful to start with, like, very, very different, um, like, char- characters who have very different, like inner um like speeds that they they work mm-hmm. at so that mm-hmm. when you start fleshing it out it can like get a little bit more nuanced but just starting mm-hmm. from that place where it's like this is literally the tortoise and this is the hare <laughs> like it right, just like right. it makes it a little bit easier to to like get words on the page oh yeah, yeah honestly sure. in combination with acting too because i know like Isa is an actor i feel like i for character for me is like the last thing that mm. i care about as an actor and as a writer too, Wait, I'm what? like so not character like characterization, character work. Oh, okay, you know? right. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh I guess it's he is never gonna course. direct me ever. No, He's I'm like so, about I, to fire me. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> just, I'm just like trying to figure out what you were saying. Sorry, continue. Okay, like practical settings. Okay, it. we don't really like care about characters at the very end. Got it. Got it. That, that's about yeah. Um, but then, like, he's a, like, prioritized character that I know, as far as I, I know. I love hearing that. I know, of course, right. I mean, it informs writing. our writing. I feel like the way we act informs our writing, and not just in the way that we know how people speak, as opposed to some other writers, but also, like, we know, like, 
what we tackle first as an actor also reflects what we tackle first as a writer. Mm. And it's and and it's both both things will take us to like a a great product. And I think that it's just amazing that each person has their own process and like how different we think. I love that actually. Thank you for like bringing out that other perspective. Mm. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really love it. Where do you find inspiration? Do you like find inspiration in people watching? Oh. I feel like you're the type of person who like people watch and like find inspiration. I was confused by that statement for a second. I'm just, <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, to, sorry. No, 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 no. Um, I love, I love just hearing people talk about themselves and their lives, and like, and 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 also people watch. I guess yeah, like just like seeing the like extraordinary in like our daily lives and how like I'm as I'm saying like you have in your life extraordinary moments that are worth for a film and hearing those seeking out those um but I think I find since I'm new to screenwriter screenwriting and I'm more used with poetry for me in poetry it's it's nature like I am such a nature person and Every time I go back to the ocean, like, a new poem comes up. And it's, like, every time I, if I do a beautiful hike, I have I, even a line that just comes into me. And it's just, I just love nature so much. So, yes, mm-hmm. it's my inspiration. Are there any poets who you specifically, like, come back to when you're in a writing mood? Or not? See, no, because... She's like, Isabella Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is... So I was, I never thought like, oh, I'm a poet. So I, it's more like I would read poems and I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. But I'm, see, I'm the worst with names, remembering names of actors. Like when people ask me like favorite directors or favorite actors, I'm like. Blank. <laughs> I, I hate that question because I, I have actors that I admire, but I never like, and, and it's bad. Like I should know the directors that I admire because people are going to ask me that in the industry. But I'm bad at it because I just watch the movie. I admire it for what it is. And then I move on. Mm-hmm. And same with poems. I see a poem that I love from a great poet, but then I move on. So I don't remember the poet, but like. Some, a writer that I love is Federico Garcia Lorca. I've only read like three of his plays, but I know that all of them have a lot of natural elements and like compare love to nature, and I adore that. And so that's something, or like the first like description of love that to me made the most sense and made me dream about love was Shakespeare's. Mm-hmm. So like, I know it's cheesy, like, oh, Shakespeare, but no, like, he, he's, like, a, I think he's an astounding, like, I know everyone thinks he's an astounding writer, but truly, like, <laughs> he taught me that I, like, writing was powerful, so, yes. I love that. I love that. Watch an audience be like, controversial opinion, Shakespeare's, Shakespeare? like, a bunch of crap. Great. <laughs> I know, I, oh, my God, don't even start me. <laughs> I know he was a white man. I know everyone. Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> I know everyone. I know. I get it. Uh, no. Um, so, <clears throat> because uh, this is called Writer's Block Party, and because mm-hmm. we ask the question every time, Amazing. let's just ask it again. Um, what do you do when you have writer's block uh, party? <laughs> no, not the party. <laughs> we have the party. What do you do Wait when you have the writer's block? Parentheses after, before I answer that question, this writer's party is so freaking cool because I wish people talked about these things. Like, this has been so much fun, and I want to ask each of you the questions that you guys are asking me. And like, well, you're because, lucky because Thea and I have our individual episodes. <laughs> I've heard yours, Dennis. Now I have to hear Thea's. But um, but I mean, I'm, no, I know. But I wish we could have a conversation in life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and I feel like these are fun conversations that we don't have. So it's amazing that this podcast exists because, like, then people will also be inspired to ask their friends about this, ask writers they admire about this. And I'm just having so much fun. So I just wanted to parenthesis on that. Thank um, you. Thank you so much. We're having so much fun. You've been such a nice guest. Such a lovely guest. Yeah, I mean, we can just talk about, talk with our friends and like, it's yeah. nice to like not, because I feel like in acting school, we like romanticize it so much. And even like, I, I know like some of my really close friends like over romanticize it. And I'm like, 
can we just treat it for once as like a just another job kind of thing, thing and like not torture do. ourselves over this? Right, mm-hmm. it's because also we're like, creating a lot of the torture that exists in the business. We're like we're creating it. That's yeah. very true. So that, that, that should go. And it's so discouraging too when you're trying to start doing it. To be like ah, everyone has these like super ritualized ways they go about it. It's like no, no, you can just like start, just do it, and then we'll talk. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was part of an initiative that was like you're gonna get a text, and then you have to write a film based on the screenshot of the text. Not a film, a sh- like a scene. Um, and the text was so like random. But then, because I had a, like, sometimes you just have to give yourself a prompt, and there's plenty of, like, prompts online that you can look for. If you're in Tish, there's, like, this thing called, like, Writing Wednesdays, where they can give you prompts if you're at Tish alone, like, so, like, I don't know, I think that, for me, when I have writer's block, it's, like, either looking for a prompt... Mm -hmm um that inspires me or like i shake it off i go drink water eat something i eat something that has sugar and then i just force myself to write it and i'm like the hardest part is having the first draft so i'm just like this draft is you know how film you should show more than tell Mm. and usually and have more images instead of dialogue or not always but like usually a film is more images than dialogue um it's it's not usually parent like Oh, well also, done, like so. don't <laughs> quote me on this uh, but you know um, so I'm like I'm gonna write everything as if this script was spoken by even like by someone who just needed everything told to them mm. because then I get all my ideas out and then I can go and cut the heck out of them and turn words into images but if you don't get everything out first if you don't have a terrible first draft, then you're never going to get to that great final draft. So it's just ha- writer's blog is like having permission for it to suck mm-hmm. or doing a timer. I haven't done this, but I'm just thinking of ideas like, you know, being like, I'm going to write for 20 minutes straight without even thinking about it. 20 minutes. It's nothing. I've got this. It can be blah, blah, blah. Character says something. I don't know. Then this character hugs. Like you can even do that, but you're writing something. You're going to have a structure. Um, so, yes. Hell yeah. That was a great answer. Amazing. <laughs> That's a great answer. I feel like we're all craving brownies after that. Honestly. Uh, what am I not, I though? Yes. But, you know, we're all in New York. We can go to Milk. Oh. I know. Thank you, Isabella, so much for coming. It was such a... It was so nice having you. I'm so, so happy. Um, yes, yeah, so lovely. Thank you for sharing your work with us. Um, said Nanuli our best. Nanuli, if you're listening to us, I love you. Um... And this is such, such, like, amazing work. Thank you for chit-chatting with us for a little bit. Um, did you have anything to add? I just want to say that this was incredibly amazing and, like, fun. And, like, I want to do this with everyone now because it's such an enriching conversation because you learn about yourself and you also learn about other people. And it makes you want to learn about other people and, like, reflect and, like, I don't know. It's cool. We're growing artists. We need to support each other and, like, grow together. Yes. So, yes, Invisible Disco. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah, I would love to add that. Uh, I mean, this is a film that is going to be produced this summer and if anyone is here in the city and wants to be crew wants to dp wants to do sound anything like we are gonna be wants to do a documentary on it yes. um documentarians we, in the audience i'm coming for your <laughs> <yeah>. job <laughs> exactly no like please dm me on my instagram isabella gomez g also it's gonna be tagged but dm me saying that you're interested and then also on my Instagram's profile, there's my website where you can find my poetry, part yes. of my poetry. So please go in and also give me your thoughts. I love feedback. Uh, and yes, cute friends, right? Yes, yes. And yes, thank you everyone once again for listening. Um, yes. And where they can, where can they find cute friends? Yeah, so cute friends can be found on moes.com. That's M-O-W-I-E-S dot com. It's a platform just like YouTube, and but it's more like an Amazon Prime because people can actually pay so artists 
can win money on their work because sometimes we get zero money and we put a lot of effort and just because Netflix doesn't want our film doesn't mean it's not good. So check this platform <laughs> out and support emerging artists. And then eventually I will also share it on my social media. So just give me a follow. And thank you for listening to me and to us uh, talk about <laughs> these things because thank you for spending time with me. I want the friends. Oh my God, this is cute friends all over again. <laughs> um, well, yes, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, for listening and everything that Isa just mentioned we'll like put it in the description box so no need to rewind if you didn't catch all of that check the description box follow our Instagram at Invisible Disco Productions check it out there everything will be tagged for your viewing pleasure convenience that's the word I was looking for I was like it's not gonna happen we, we just co-wrote a whole <laughs> outro wow that's how you do it that <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Writer's Block Party was created by Invisible Disco Productions. It's produced by Amelia Annan, Danis Blatt, Lauren Montez, Thea Thronson, Colleen Annan, Jess Thronson, and Jim Keane. And is edited by Noah Friend. If you enjoyed this, check us out at IDP Presents WBP on Twitter and at Invisible Disco Productions on Instagram and Patreon. Thanks, and have a great week. Thank you.